Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. It's a Dapper Devil production, see? And welcome to a very special bonus content episode of Glee. Glee. Aggressive. Aggressive. My name is Karina Stokes. My name is Ian Brodsky, and oh boy. Um, you know what? Let's let's start out positive. Um, if things, if you're listening to this the day it comes out, and you celebrate, Merry Christmas! Merry Christmas! We hope you're having a good and safe holiday. Yes. Um. What our gift to you is trash. <laughs> <laughs> we here said it better myself. Ugly aggressive have gotten you some trash, or rather, we've consumed, we've eaten trash, so you don't have to. Right, we're just regurgitating the trash. We're giving you a play-by-play of the trash. on this garbage that we've eaten. So, Ian, can you give me the story of why we are doing what we are doing? I know we've talked about it on yes. this podcast before, but and I. I... For a split second, it took me a second to realize, yeah, in general. So yes. we are here today because over a year ago at this point, mm-hmm. the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade 2020 happened. It right. was, I don't want to say a simpler time, but it was it was a different time yep. already. Um, and uh, they ha- they actually had the parade, and there was no audience, but there were performances and performers <laughs> and guests and uh, pop stars and shit i don't know um but something that stood out to me as part of this was a brand new dr seuss's grinch musical <laughs> starring none other than matthew morrison himself we all mr. know mr maddie fresh yeah yes Oof, rough yeah of a. Uh, you know, Glee fame and uh, Hairspray fame and um, all of that. Dating um, Leah Michelle fame. Dating Leah Michelle fame. And um, having that branded on my brain um, made me realize, hey, we just let Matthew Morrison rap Kanye very <laughs> early on, maybe in the pilot of Glee. I don't know. I've already blacked out. Yep. But... We just let him rap not only Kanye, but then Cisco's thong song. Yeah. As well as Poison. Yeah. And we, let him we do just all of that. we just kind of let that happen. And then I said, "You know what? I've never seen all of Glee. Karina, <laughs> what are you doing for the foreseeable future?" Right? Cut to a season and a half later. Here we are sharing with you our breakdown of said Dr. Seuss's Grinch Musicale. Yes. So what this is, is a bad idea that turned out. um, Yes. So we're watching NBC's 2020 Grinch Live starring Matthew Morrison. Um, If you're curious and hate yourself, um, it is available for free on Peacock. For the is it for free on Peacock? I actually subscribe. I don't subscribe, and I was like, God, I'm gonna like. I figured there'd be, like, a free trial, and I was like, that's fine. I don't really need Peacock, but it's free. It's a free Peacock account. You can watch this. You can't watch the other two better Grinches, 
Um, we'll get into it. But you can watch this one, their NBC one. Um, it was filmed live in London in 2020 with no oh, audience. Yeah. Right. So, and believe me, it shows. Yes. Um, it is a full hour and 23 minutes, and you feel every single one of those <sighs> minutes. Yes. So, uh, also, I learned that this is not something that they wrote just for this. This was... So, the Grinch musical has been a thing since, like, 2004 or 2007, one of those. Okay. Um, And it goes on, like... It's never been great, but it goes on, like, limited runs around the holidays. It goes on tour. It's a, it's right. just, like, a children's theater show. They did it in, like, not on on Broadway, but a, in 2018, there was a Broadway show-ish of it. Like, it's a thing sure. that exists. And from all accounts, it's kind of always been bad. Right. And, like, I... Again, it's one of those things where, like, I had to kind of, like, stop myself in the middle of it and remind myself, okay, it's for families. This is for it families. It is meant to be... Yeah. It's not meant to be high art. No. It's not. It's meant for families. It's something you could, like, take your kids to go see during the holiday season, like... That's go, enjoyable. Enjoy, There's a, like, a chorus of kids. Right. Send them to some live theater, a story they already know. It's... That being said, it's still not excellent turns out it's still bad though if you are two millennials watching it on your day off and you're just like wow <laughs> the day the days before christmas yes which and like by the way like i i don't know why i feel the need to say this but like mm-hmm. we do a lot of criticizing a matthew morrison like personally like i don't dislike matthew morrison no. i actually like matthew morrison i think he's very talented yeah this is just a bad role for him this is straight up just completely miscast yeah also, and maybe this is, I guess we're about to get into it anyway, but, so, Dennis O'Hare is also in this. He is yeah. the central, this is essentially told from Max's point of view. Yeah, which is a weird choice, but fine. It is a weird choice, which, like, interesting. Um, a choice. Yeah. Um, but there's, like, old Max kind of retelling the story alongside his younger self. Mm-hmm. Dennis O'Hare plays narrator old Max. Old Max. Yeah. Who is great. This mm-hmm. is a man who I think is one of the best in this production. And mm-hmm. Dennis O'Hare's done everything. Like, I saw him do Into the Woods probably drunk. Um, he, <laughs> wait, I wait, swear, wait, he, wait. You were drunk or he was drunk? He was drunk. Even he better. Did, yeah, so he did that production of Into the Woods um, in Shakespeare in the Park, mm-hmm. like 2012. Okay. Yeah. Um, Amy Adams was the baker's wife. She was phenomenal. Um, and... <laughs> I don't know if it was him or if it was his character choice, but the baker, his baker was just kind of like three sheets to the wind the whole time. Hell yeah. But not bad. Um, And he is alongside his younger counterpart of himself, Mm -hmm. young Max, played by none other than, I found out this was his serious, seriously his name today. Yeah. Boo Boo Stewart. And do you know what Boo Boo Stewart is known for? I do, because I looked it up in the middle of this. Do you want to say it or shall I? Boo Boo Stewart is known for playing beloved character Seth Clearwater in the Twilight movies. <laughs> Did you know this going into this? Absolutely, I knew this going in. Oh, God you don't, damn it. But, like, oh, I didn't know this, like, I'm going to trap Ian with more Twilight. I just knew it, and as soon as you, like, once you've, like, seen the movies and be like, is that guy really named Boo Boo Stewart? Yeah. The, one, the name's just in your brain forever. So when I saw that he was in this, I was like, oh, yeah, like from Twilight, because surely there's not more than one actor going by Boo Boo on purpose. 
Right. I don't think it's his legal name. I think it's his stage name, like his actor I'd, name. But, I mean, I would, I would believe it either way, but I believe that. But that does mean if it's his, like, actor name, it means he chose to be called by Boo, but called Boo Boo. Like, right. <laughs> Just like the kid from Bob's Burgers. Yes. Yeah, he plays a, there's a lot of dog in this A lot of dog, film. which, great. I mean, and then we have this opening number after uh, Dennis O'Hare, old Max, Gives us this exposition. He give us he gives us very much like Dennis O'Hare in the east and the suns in the west. Really? Because I took it more that Dennis O'Hare is doing the How I Met Your Mother of the Grinch. (laughs) Dennis O'Hare's Bob Saget. That is so much better. Sitting all these kids down to be like, let me tell you the story of how the Grinch met your mother. Um, (laughs) Oh man, a a plus. I we peaked right here. Okay, shout out to these fucking children chorus kids because yeah. these kids are dancing so much more intricately than any of the adults. They do. They look like they're in a Sia video. Yes. They're Ooh, da- yeah, like the choreography right. is very Sia, like those like Maddie, early Maddie Ziegler videos where she's just right. sort of like throwing herself in the air and there's a lot of arms going. They are fully in it though. Props fully to these children. It. They're eating this. Yeah. Also, like think about it this way. This is is one of, like, the first live theater experiences that these actors have had in who knows how long, because it's December 2020. So you can tell all of them are, like, going for it as best they can. Absolutely. Especially the kids. Super happy for everyone involved. Like, this gave how many people a fucking job for the first time in eight months? Um, That opening number, very, like, so, bottom line up front, or bluff, as my friend likes to say, Mm -hmm. um, this is not a well-constructed musical. We no. don't really have, like, a... Like, we kind of have an 11 o'clock number. We don't really have much of an I Want song. Like, from no. all the prescriptive standpoints that make a good musical, and yes, of course, there's room for in, um, innovation and all that, but in this context, it is not a really well-constructed musical. That being said, this opening number gives you what it needs to give you. Um, great integration of, like traditional christmas carols i mm-hmm. thought that was really well done but it needed an audience if nothing else it oh just needed God. the energy of an audience which of course we can't have but... literally as soon as this number ended and there was no applause i was like oh this is gonna be weird like yes. this is a number this was besides okay so three songs in this musical already existed one yes. is of course the who song the Fahudores, uh which they literally open up singing they were like everyone knows this one Lead with it. Real um, men. Uh, you're a mean one, Mr. Grinch. Several and times. Then also, and I will say this up front, confusingly, um, the song from the 2000 movie, Where Are You Christmas, that was originally sung, so in the Jim Carrey one, little okay. Cindy Lou Who sings this song, Where Are You Christmas. It's also been covered by Faith Hill for that movie, and apparently it was written by Mariah Carey, I learned today. Go fucking figure. So they put that in here. We'll talk about it when we get closer to it because it's right. wrong. But every other song, out of all the other songs written specifically for this, this opening number, which is called Who's Like Christmas, is yeah. the best one. Yes. Um, totally. I think one of the, I think it might have like very briefly been at least on my For You page because I heard part of it and I was like, 
I've heard this, but only about 15 seconds of it. So sure. I think it I might think... have briefly trended on TikTok. I'm also wondering if that's like one of the things they did in that presentation of the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade. Like, because we it want di- prizes, lots right. of prizes. Yeah, because like, it didn't sound unfamiliar. Yeah, I'd heard the I'd heard the opening number before, and that's actually what's currently like stuck in my head from it. Unfortunately, sure. I mean that's the thing though. Was like it kind of like the reverse of this comeback episode with all the anthems like the reverse of this episode where like it starts off like really high and then just kind of peters out from there and you're like okay maybe not after all yeah so it starts out good it's a song i also um they made a very distinct choice for their who costuming these who's look kind of like clowns they're dressed in a lot of like pinks and blues and yellows very bright yes they still have like the who knows um yep as seen in the in the jim carrey version uh but it's of course not as well done because it's for stage not for movies so but also i found it interesting that they broke it up into like little acts because of commercials which you expect from like a live for tv kind of thing but the first one we get is like i forget what rhyme he says but enter matthew morrison's arm and i really was like no i don't want to see him (laughs) yeah there is a lot of commercials in this for something like that is an hour and a half i think i probably had eight commercial breaks that sounds right and i mean a lot it was, but I feel like that's that's par for the course because the regular live. Yeah, you think I about like a two two and a half hour live musical that they've done like every fifteen minutes. That's like eight commercial breaks. I suppose. Um, but these also felt as long as this musical felt. Everything yeah. the commercial breaks felt close together. Yes. Um, and then we come back to com- from commercial break to Max's whole fucking backstory fine yeah it's just like a lot of he's a little dog and i was like that's not boo boo stewart and then i was like that's oh he's gonna stewart, age but that is the most talented person on this stage that, that child child is yeah. a fucking prodigy props to that child good for her yeah she's just running around in a little dog suit then a teenage dog comes out and is like teenagerish whatever right and then max is like i don't i didn't i didn't listen closely to any of the lyrics that we heard today I just sort of let yeah, the same. noise go over, but from yeah. what I understand, um, think he was abandoned or whatever, and then the Grinch. Well, it says he. The one thing I did get is that he says he left home, and I'm like, oh, why? Like, a, like this is your fucking hero's journey, like for this, for him. For this. <laughs> think about your life, Pippin. <laughs> My literally knowing the note here is Boo Boo Stewart was in Twilight. <laughs> <laughs> you're not wrong i just was like i need to tell ian that boo stewart was in twilight right and like um, i mean they have like the the fetch sticks as the like canes for the yeah. big ending of the number boo like... stewart is a great dancer he is yeah never would have guessed i mean like you have anna kendrick who's like a, a show like um a musical theater sweetheart in her own right but like didn't never would have guessed that anybody from the twilight franchise was actually an incredibly talented dancer um taylor lautner is also a very good dancer Really? I think so. And he's also, like, trained in martial arts. He doesn't do anything anymore. That he I got feel like, like I knew. He got too big. Maybe I'm thinking mostly of the martial arts in that scene in Shark Boy and Lava Girl where he does a bunch of, like, breakdancing flips and stuff. As one does. Listeners, do you want us to do a bonus content of Shark Boy and Lava Girl? Because I will. Please write in. I will do that, too. I will not do the sequel, though. I will agree with you because i feel like i don't have that much energy <laughs> i don't have energy to consume a shark boy and lava girl sequel um right but yeah then enter matthew morrison as the grinch and my note is should we 
applaud here because it gave like applause entrance pose energy but there's no it's live for tv and there's no audience yeah i wonder if like they took the script and that would have basically been like hold hold for applause and then there's just none i will say so when you log in to peacock to watch this the thumbnail Mm. for this is the worst thing in the world because it's matthew morrison's grinch winking at you really gross and so when you've started with that his initial entrance is not as bad Right. And yet, somehow, throughout none of this, do we get Grinch who fucks, which I do appreciate. I mean, there's a little bit of Grinch who fucks. I am I think there is. Like, he spends a lot of time trying to make direct eye contact with you, and during the number right later Right away, on, actually. Yeah, and I, that's when I was like, oh, I spoke too soon, I hate this. <laughs> and then during the number where he talks about how lonely he is, the, he, yes. sing, he does sing it in a way that kind of makes it sound like he's trying to seduce you. You specifically, he addresses the camera a lot. Right. Like, he starts this whole thing off with, like, especially you families out there, I hate your couch. And I'm like... Yeah, it kind of has, like, hate fuck energy. Like, a little bit. And I'm thinking, like, just now, if I wanted to see Matthew Morrison do a Christmas movie, Mm -hmm. like, for TV... I want to see him do a white Christmas. I want to see him do a Holiday Inn. Yeah. I want to see him, like... I know, like, we... I personally shat on him doing Make Him Laugh on this podcast. Yes. But, like, I want to see him being a song and dance man. But you like, shat on him Christmas doing context. Make Him Laugh in t- the context that it was in Glee. Like, that doesn't mean he'd be bad at it in, like, the right context. He does. Right. He's a song and dance man. Yeah. I read a review that said, like, I don't want to... Just because he was so terribly miscast in this doesn't mean I don't want to see him in other, like, made-for-TV live productions. They right. suggested he might be a good dentist in Little Shop of Horrors. Ooh, I'd like to see that. Right? Which I'm like, yeah, I'm I'd down love to with see that. that. Yeah, but I guess I'm just thinking, like, what are, like, Christmas musical um, mainstays yeah. that would be, like, remade with him as, like, a vehicle? Because, like, get him and Kristen Chenoweth in, like, a Holiday Inn mm-hmm, or mm-hmm. something like that. Like, that There's would potential. be gangbusters. Yeah. yeah. This wasn't it, though. This wasn't it, and that's why we are here to talk about it. Ugh. Yeah, he's playing very earnest, and it's like, again, like, just miscast. Like, and maybe it's because Jim Carrey ruined the he Grinch is, for the rest of us, it does because feel he's kind like, of the pinnacle. It does feel like he's trying to do a little bit too much of a Jim Carrey Grinch. The Jim Carrey Grinch is really divisive. Yeah? Yeah. Like, I know we're fans here. Um, Here's the thing, though. It's like, I saw that movie once when it came out. And it's amazing how much Grinch lore I have blocked out of my mind for no reason other than I've just never, I just never have Well, it's retained like, it. it's an incredibly, like, quotable movie. Like, yes. it is, it's not a great Grinch movie, maybe, but it is a wild movie. That's a movie that's maybe circling back into being, like, so over the top that even if it's bad, it's at least entertaining. Whereas mm-hmm. this is exactly doing not that. This never circles back to entertaining. This just holds the line at bad. Yeah. But yeah, then we get this Who house, which is Cindy Lou Who's and family. Like, it's her mm-hmm. her and her brothers and sisters and mother and father and grandma and grandpa. Yeah, she lives in a fully multi-generational house. Which, good for them. Clear, clear, 
American values are strong with this one. Um, I will say, and this was the point where I noticed it when we moved to this house, is I do like the set of this. Yes. The set, they chose to do it making it reminiscent of, like, the sketch style of Dr. Seuss's original, like, illustrations. Right. It's mostly black and white with, like, dots of red, which is also actually what the original Grinch book is. Yeah. Um... I don't even think in the original book he's green. Like, really? No, not like he is on the cover. Maybe no, he's black and white. Like it's not oh, wow. a. It's he doesn't have a vast color palette. So I loved the set. I think they had. I think that was a good choice, and there was it was very cool and whimsical, and right. like simple but cool. And that truly never gets tired either. No, like, it really doesn't. I love that kind, that kind of, of storybook. Um, yeah, style. that Doctor Seuss aesthetic. Dr. Seuss is problematic, um, but that's not what this podcast is about, so it's fine. Her brother's name is Boo Hoo, which is hilarious. Has that always been a thing? No, absolutely not. I mean, point for the Grinch. And uh, that kid can't, that character has a very tiny, teeny tiny arc where he can't sing. Yes. And so. That's his whole character arc. and uh, They make him sing off key. Yeah. Uh, um, there is a line in this song. There's just a song where they're um, fully gossiping about the mm-hmm. Grinch. Yeah. And one of the lines is, blah, 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 in spite of it, cake. Yes. Like, they yes. just truly force a rhyme on us. I was going to say the rhyming here, both in speak and in song, makes them sound really, really stilted when the Who's talk. Yes. Like, especially the adults, the kids seem to carry it off better. But, like, yes. the adults just having conversations fully in rhyme, it does sound like they didn't really know they had to do that, and they changed it last minute, and it, it doesn't sound normal. They, they, they yeah. never quite get the flow down of the patter of Dr. Seuss. It just sounds... Right. They don't get into the patter. There's also, like, a real brief... I think, like, at one point, they, like, the dad says he met the Grinch... And they just kind of like yeah. Leave we don't that talk there. about that ever again, right? I want to know more about that because I feel like I feel like that could have been something. They could have come back to it at the end. Yeah, been like, like oh, hey, Grinch, you remember, remember me, Papa right. Who or whatever his yeah, fucking name is. It's, yeah, whatever. And base and throughout this whole thing, what I got here is like the Grinch has one game move. Yep. That cannot be heightened or explored if we're going to put it in con- in a improv context. Like, maybe it's just from, because this is Tale as Old as Time, but this is kind of where the Grinch gets boring for me because, like, y'all, there's there's nothing else here except, like, okay, he's angry. Yep. He hates kids. He hates Christmas. He's going to fuck it all up. Yep. Cool. There is um a line, th- there there is a rhyme here. Uh, where he rhymes noisies and toysies. Yeah. And I went, no. <laughs> no, thank you. And then I went, where did the kazoos come from? Yes. This is, so we're in the midst of a song which is called Whatchamahoo. Um, Whatchamahoo, yes. And it's him, like, imagining what it would be like to be surrounded by children opening presents, which can be a painful experience. So, like, yeah. Um, yeah. But... <laughs> Not unreasonable. Yeah, then, like, they're hitting it with bats, and, and they all get kazoos, and I was like, oh, a kazoo number. Um, <laughs> In the sure. middle of a bouncing ball number. The only thing I liked about this number, which is, I think, also not a bad one, is that this at least has 
this this has Seuss energy. Like yes, this number had Seuss energy more so than I think any other number, with the exception of maybe you're a mean one, Mister Grinch, because Doctor Seuss did write part of those lyrics. So sure, he has yeah. to be on that one. And that one's a classic, so, yeah. like, that one's pretty but, hard to fuck up. But they did okay on this one, and it's just, like, the kids and the dancing and the, like, design on the toys was meh, but it did right. remind me a little bit of, um, so there's this, like, really basically forgotten Dr. Seuss live-action movie called The 5,000 Th- Fingers of Dr. T. Mm. Um, no one's ever seen it. I don't even I don't know why I've, I've seen No one's heard of it. Like, this is a very, it's, he actually hated it, which is why it was so long before any of his other stories got adapted. Um, and they did The Grinch and it went okay. And then they did Cat in the Hat and it was so bad that he was little, that his estate was literally like, we will never do um, another movie again. And then they wow. died. So <laughs> we've gotten more. Like, but yeah, Grinch live act like Dr. Seuss live action movies don't happen because he's basically never liked a single one that's been made. Sure. But Five Thousand Fingers of Dr. T is wild as fuck, and it has the same sort of like children creating chaos energy that this number mm-hmm. has. Um. Also, uh, Grinch hates noise. So do I. Yeah. Um. There's a song about the Who feast. Um. Yep. And uh, I I know this it was here when I noticed that like Matthew Morrison's cleft chin the butt chin mm-hmm. truly truly Shows. just shines yeah. through the green makeup. They sing Welcome Christmas again. Yes. So this is a show that has what one two three four five six seven eight nine ten eleven twelve thirteen fourteen eighteen numbers. So there's eighteen musical numbers in this. Eight of them are reprises, like. Yeah, that sounds right. This is a show that fucking loves a reprise. It's true, and I think, like, that really plays into the fact that, like, this is just not a well-constructed musical. No, they blow like, their whole load in the first th- act. and then... Absolutely. And then, like, none, the stakes in zero other contexts. Yeah. Maybe, like, one or two. But, like, very few other contexts do the songs actually, like, have any merit or mm-hmm. are warranted. Yeah. Like, we're about to get in, um, into this, like, shopping scene. Like, that was <sighs> one of the only places where I'm like, okay, a song belongs here. Like, to have a frantic ensemble yes. shopping number, sure. It's Christmas. Um, but before we get into that, mm-hmm. we learn here the Grinch has been dealing with this for 53 years. So the Grinch is at least 53 years old. I honestly think that's when the Grinch came out. When? Just 53 years ago? When was the Grinch written? I, sh- I meant to look this up before, which is, like, my one of my catchphrases. <laughs> I meant to look this up before. <laughs> I meant to look this up before. Um, it was Put it on a pu- shirt. Yeah. Uh, this was published in 1957. In May, actually. So, so, so this it's was... older than 53. 63 would, is what... 63. Like, from last year when they would have made okay. that joke. Um, sure. Okay. Maybe... I don't know. Who knows? But yeah. Who knows? Um, I just do find it funny that it's like not only do we never know where the Grinch came from, like we don't know no. how this thing was spawned, and like they essentially Wide talk exists. about there was multiple songs about him just being fucking alone for his whole life. Yeah, and during one of them, he really sounds like he's trying to fuck you, and he sings it. Yes, like you'll feel so but, bad for him that you'll fuck him, and you're like, no, right. I'm not gonna but do at that. the same time, like he says, he's been dealing with it for fifty three years, and I'm like, so we don't know where he came from, but he's at least he is definitely a boomer. 
Oh my god, yes, he's got he is big, big boomer, boomer energy. energy. Um yeah. Well then like the kids come up the mountain and they yes. make him a little banner that says Merry Christmas friend or whatever. And then the kids start talking and I went, "Oh, these kids are British." Um, even though they're trying to hide the fact that they're British, but I was like, oh, they're doing their best American accents. They're coming through a little, though. Oh, yeah. I mean, it was filmed in London, so. Makes sense. They got them some British kids who did an okay job trying not to sound British. Um, (laughs) but they get called off the mountain by their dad, and so the R falls off, so it says, Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas fiend. Fiend. You know, this was actually a major plot in an episode of Veronica Mars, where... Uh, Which one? The friend versus fiend thing. Like, oh, yeah, that makes perfect she sense. She was talking to someone who was using sign language, but she, because Veronica Mars doesn't know enough yes. sign language, she was, like, fingerspelling and, was, and, like, tried to write your mom was, like, say with in fingerspelling, your mom was a friend, and instead she said your mom was a She's, fiend, was and a it, fiend. like, that was the whole episode. And that's all I could think about. It's this fucking misunderstanding. Yeah. One letter creates such chaos. And now I'm like reminiscing on Veronica Mars and how much I love that show. Yeah, Um, well, don't watch the fourth season. I did already, though. Like, I watched the whole thing in 2020. And you did the right thing. Um, Don't do it before bed. It will haunt your dreams. Really? Um, That's fascinating. Yeah, like. My girlfriend at the time and I were, like, watching it, and, like, we would watch it before bed, and then we were both like, did you have a stress dream about, like, being in the middle of a murder mystery? Yeah, <laughs> okay. me too. good to know. Um, um, so, yeah, so this this is the final slight for the Grinch, being called a right. fiend, that now he decides he's going to destroy Christmas. Arguably, you can say this is kind of the inciting incident, in a way, 20 minutes in. Yes. But... They don't even do the iconic, like, then the Grinch got an idea, he got an idea, he got an awful idea, he got a horrible, terrible, awful idea. They don't even keep, like, they keep some of the original wording from the book, but not enough that it makes sense. Yeah, and it's like, I would forgive that again if this were just a better show. And it's not. (sighs) But anyway... We have the obligatory women be shopping scene. Oh my god, Ian, I wrote the exact thing. I wrote, yes! I literally like was like, and I even texted a friend, I was like, so I'm watching The Bad Grinch, they literally wrote a woman be sh- a women be shopping song. They Because yes! like the men are all walking around like there's nowhere to sit and we're right. annoyed. And like, Cause it's, and it's just know, women be shopping. Women be shopping and men be waiting around. Honestly, this song sucks. Yes. Like musically, and it's just a bad song. It's a bad song that they do well enough. Yeah, like, it's yeah. A, and like this is the kind of thing where it's like, despite the set being as good as it is, like this would have benefited from like a real intricate like moving pieces, like yeah. over the top, like it needed um, Mrs. Maisel style and, thing. And then to make matters worse, in the middle of this pretty bad song about women who be shopping. The elevator opens, and fucking the Grinch Matthew Morrison walks out wearing a... (laughs) (laughs) He walks out wearing a green 10-gallon cowboy hat. Yeah. And also a leather jacket, but, like, the kind of leather jacket most people associate with the women's style, like, that very sleek, like, 
wide collar, not like a motorcycle right. jacket, not a bomber jacket, like a women's leather jacket. It's not quite cowboy. It's not quite like motorcycle gang. It's it's all over the place. It's like a it's like cow. Yeah, it's bad. It's just I was and I it's went bad and absolutely not. Like absolutely not. You've lost me a hundred percent. Not one of these motherfuckers is like yeah. That's the fucking Grinch guys. Oh yeah, because he puts on a, a pair of green sunglasses. <laughs> right. And that's the enough. guy didn't even have the foresight. Like this guy put in no work at all to disguise himself. He's already the largest thing in the yes. room. He's bright green. Also, as someone from uh, my favorite TikTok series, Baked Takes, one says, mm-hmm. he has a dumpy that you can see from yeah. outer space with a naked human eye. Can we talk about the choice to make, to give the grunge of the grunge? <laughs> That's what he is. Why did they give the grunge a fully dump truck ass? Like, He's that the- man is thick. <laughs> That at this point is fucking canon because Jim Carrey's Grinch or Jim Carrey's Grunch had a dump truck ass. And then they made it bigger for this one though, because the Jim Carrey seemed at least a little proportional, but he was like (laughs) caked up. But then this one, it's like, oh, for the theater, I guess we need to make it astronomically large ass on this. Right. Man. Oh, man. If this were 2014, there would have been at least one number where the Grinch was twerking. Oh no! No, I feel we like can't I just, do that. I feel like I just granted us another year of pandemic, and I'm sorry. Yeah, you really fucked us there. I um, fucked us right there. That's on me, guys. Um, but yeah, so this guy puts no effort into his disguise at all. Not and they're at all. all. Just like, hey, who are you, dude? And he's like, well, I come from Houston. Who S of A? And that I was like, actually, yeah, that's pretty good. One good, very joke. clever. Then he starts speaking in a southern accent, which somehow makes the whole ensemble way worse. Like, it gets astronomically worse from there. They try to, like, be nice to him, and he's keeps being like, I'd rather die than <laughs> hang out with any of you guys. <laughs> Which, I mean, like, I don't fault him for that part. No. He came down to steal materials to make a Santa outfit with. Right. Um, and then the Who's are like, come to eat dinner with us and he's like nope no. and then he leaves <laughs> and that's the that's the that's scene. the scene that's it we get dennis o'hare actually being excellent narrating shit mm-hmm. and i'm like this was where i was like this is the guy who's done whatever ryan murphy has asked him to an american horror story he has done some of the wildest shit for ryan murphy and here he is playing the fucking family dog and this is how he gets her paid this is also where i wrote boo boo is not a good singer no, he's a good mover, Poor. but he's not... He's a great dancer. Like, I was rooting for him the whole time, but I'm also like, how many 27-year-old musical theater actors could have done the same thing and better yeah. and fucking slayed it? And this is truly, again, nothing against Boo Boo Stewart. I think he did a great job overall, but it's like, don't... Like, you gave him songs, and that's just not his wheelhouse, and that's a bummer. And it's not like no shade to Boo Boo Stewart, but it's not like Boo Boo Stewart is that big of a name to be like yes a, that much of a draw to this. I mean, I learned who he was today. So um. yeah, so there's like the Grinch in making his costume makes an offhand rhyme joke where he says Grinches, which right. is enough to make Boo Boo Stewart go like, oh, are there more than one of you? And then he sings his song about how he's one of a kind. This is where I got the most Grinch who fucks energy was in this song um and i didn't like it for that exact reason he also makes a joke that says like i kept my social distance before it was cool 
which fully like, dates okay. um, this production now. Right. It just has, like, a lot of thrusting in it. It's yeah, it's a song yes. that goes on way too long, too. Like, it just keeps mm-hmm. happening. Keeps happening. This is probably the, quote, act one ender, if we're going to sure. get into that. Sure. It goes on way too long. I also just, I guess I just couldn't get past the fact that he implies, like, a whole race of Grinches, but he's one yeah. of a kind. Yeah, I guess that he implied more Grinches was him lying, because he's the only Grinch that's ever Grinched. And he says he has no kinfolk, and then I'm like, then how the fuck did he yeah. spawn? And then my next note is, what the fuck is this song? Yeah, it was not good. And this is where I almost felt bad for Matthew Morrison, because it's like, he's clearly trying to do his Jim Carrey impression. He's trying to be a funny guy. Yeah. And it's not that he's not funny, but like he's not that kind of character actor. You're not seeing Matthew Morrison to be the Grinch. You're seeing Matthew Morrison to be a song and dance man. Yeah. To see him be charming, a quality that we've criticized him on on this podcast many a time. Well, it's not... It, I'd, I'd take that back any time to not have to have him do this. I just really want to know what was yes. going through Matthew Morrison's head when he, like agreed to do this in the first place and he produced it does he does he have kids i don't know like was this one of those things where it's like i did it for the kids i don't know let me find out i'm like let me look that up because i know for a fact that he is married because again i met his wife at his birthday of course um uh, he has one kid okay so maybe he didn't Ooh. okay revel james mckay Okay. okay. So maybe he did it for the kid. Who knows? But even if he did, sorry, kid. Like, this is a terrible gift. Yeah. Um, also, don't... Wh- wild to me that in the middle of the whole, like, he does his own reprises thing. He, like, takes multiple bows or whatever. Yep. And then, like, he gets, like, caned off stage, And he says, no, this is my Emmy nomination. And I went, yeah, he really thinks that. Yeah. Um, he also, 100% was expecting Can that. we talk about those two characters that do, like, cane him off stage, which just appear yeah. to be, like, who are they? Right. They, they're, they like, have... ensemble, but they're not, because they're, they appear in both the, they appear in, like, the who scenes as townspeople, but also the people who run the shop, maybe. They also yeah. appear in old Max's narration scenes. Like yes, they can they, talk to him, and then they're also like their own characters. They they like yeah, they're like fourth wall clowns, I guess, mm-hmm. and they're just there and they're never right. explained. At one point, like during the opening number, one of them is like standing in the chorus and he's very visibly not singing, which was yes. very confusing. And I was like, who are and these then, weird clowns? Right, and then the little person of the two, yeah comes out and conducts like the choir and i'm like what who? are we gonna are we gonna what and who yeah are we gonna talk about this are we gonna talk about this and we don't <laughs> and we don't um they're delightful though they are they do a terrific job yes then we cut to christmas Eve. oh no then we have the sled scene um, yes um which like i will give them the credit for because, like, they do a pretty good job of, like, creating the onstage practical yeah. effect that, like, we're supposed to suspend our disbelief. And, like, it kind of works here where it's, like, they just use, like, lighting and, and like, like, snow blowing staging. And it, yeah. yeah. It works better than to... uh, them pretending that they were driving a car in Grease Live. I'll give them that. Point Grinch, yes. <laughs> One point for Grinch. That's the only point. point the Grinch will get over <laughs> Grease Live. 
The only one. <laughs> Sorry, I forgot how much you love Grease Live. Love Grease Live. I'm not questioning you, except, well, no, that one was actually one of the better ones they did. We watched Grease Live at my bachelorette party. Like, I that know. was literally part of it. It was also my birthday, and that's what you do on your birthday. Right. You watch Grease Live. Right. It's quality, um, anyway. Yeah, and then we, like, go down to the family in their house, and they're wrapping presents, and they sing a boring and bad song about it being Christmas Eve. Here's the thing, though. Mama Who, forget her name because I actually looked at the yeah. cast, Mama Who is eating this. Yes, I did know that. She is fully immersed. She is committed. She is singing her lung. She's acting her face off. She also she is so here. She also spends the whole time like with her feet pointed Carrying out. Carrying the show. Yes. She's like walks with her feet pointed out and stands with her feet pointed out like the whole time. Yes. And like even dance. Like it's very noticeable. It's literally the thing I could pay attention to. She's also she looks kind of like Judy Greer. <laughs> Yes. It's not Judy I Greer. The same I, thing. But when she first came out, I was like, did they get Judy Greer for this? That would they have been did awesome not, no. imagine. But yeah, she's um, she's she's not the reason the song is boring and bad. It's just right. written that way. But she's giving it her all. She's face acting the house down. Wait the weight of this show is on her pretty apron clad shoulders. It's on the mother's shoulders, just like real life Christmas. <laughs> just like real life. Um also I love in I don't remember a fucking lyric from this, but I do remember that, like, Cindy Lou Who is clearly the favorite yeah. child of this family of four children. She gets the biggest have, gift. Like, she gets the biggest gift. There's one that they're all just ragging on because he can't sing on key, and then two other ones that, like, well, Who, we don't even fuck learn their names. <laughs> yeah. It's like Cindy Lou Who, Boo Who, and the others. And, yeah. And the rest. And company. Right? Yeah. And uh, then enter Matthew Morrison and Boo Boo from a chimney. Because we can't get enough, like, grand entrances from Matthew Morrison. No, his th- this whole thing is grand entrances and, like, Grinch jump scares when he suddenly yes. is in frame and you're like, ah! <laughs> oh, get away. Yep. He, uh, he, they yep. come down the chimney. Fine, if you're going to keep a grand entrance, that's the one to do because it's classic. Right. If Santa can do it, then so can the Grinch. Yeah. The next joke mm. that happens is, like, a very loud and prolonged fart joke. So, like... Yes. <laughs> that... Just right away, he drinks a glass of milk and then immediately just lets one rip. Yeah, and it's long, and I was like, this is really when I miss an audience. Because I would have only appreciated that if I could then hear children laughing about it. Right. But instead, it's just me sitting alone in my bedroom being like, okay. Oh, it got cringe real quick. So, this is where they sing, so he comes in ready to destroy Christmas, this is where they sing You're a Mean One, Mr. Grinch. Um, Yes. It's a better song because it was not written for this musical. Right, yeah. Um, Mostly it's sung by Old Max by Dennis O'Hare, and he does a perfectly good job. job. Matthew Morrison sings part of it. Um, It's not very good when he sings it. Not Matthew Morrison's fault, just... I mean, yeah, again, it's like, if this were done by, like, someone who had the sing... Like, not that, like isn't a good singer but can use their voice as a character exactly voice like instead we just get matthew morrison as a good singer i'm thinking like like an alex brightman beetlejuice situation where that man can sing fully in his character voice matthew morrison cannot do that yes you think an alex brightman as the grinch it would have been a hundred percent better holy shit yes yeah and i was sitting here earlier today being like well who who should have done this if this is what we're going with who should have done it it's Alex fucking Brightman. Yeah, because he could pull it off. And I feel like he would be able to make the Grinch his own. 
Yeah. Like, he who, wouldn't like, be Jim carrying it up the whole time. Right. And I Because I saw that dude in Beetlejuice, and he was fucking phenomenal. Oh, my God, he killed it. He, he killed it. I fully believed he was robbed of that Tony Yeah, award. he absolutely was. And... He lost it to... Who did he lose it to? Santino Fontana um, from Crazy Ex-Girlfriend. Yeah. But... Also from the Cinderella production Yeah, but in, like, what did he win a Tony for? Tootsie. Oh, okay. The show about a man dressing up as a woman to be a to get more acting jobs. That's what beat Beetlejuice. That's what beat the Beetlejuice. That's some shit. Because Alex Brightman's really good in that show. He, again, I'm saying it a lot, but he ate that shit. He really did. And as he as can, a like, midday snack, he can fully sing through a whole show in that Beetlejuice voice. I heard a read like heard an interview about him when he's just like, yeah, yes. I don't really know what it is. It just doesn't hurt. Like I can just do it. If that's just how my voice works. I can just do that for fun. And so right. he'd be a great man. Guys, redo with Alex. But also, Brightman. Alex Brightman, come on our show. Like I feel like you would just be a fun guest to have on our I'm show. I'm sure Alex Brightman's a huge Glee fan. <laughs> right? Um, Surely. Surely. So yeah, they sing "You're a Beautiful Mr. Grinch." That's a fun song. Um, it's a fun song. Do you think it's better or worse than the Glee version? Fuck if I know. Um, I think it's. Worse. I guess better. Like I guess like it's fun to have a production number around it. Yeah, there was some dancing. It was sung worse, yeah. but maybe performed better. We'll say. Yeah. The Glee version didn't include a long fart joke though, so. <laughs> so who really wins here? Yeah. Enter Cindy Lou Who. Yep. I will say. This is perfect casting. That child was perfect. Yeah, she's really doing a good job. She's very, like, innocent, angelic. She's very cute. A, this is all you need in a Cindy Lou Who. And she has a great singing voice. Mm-hmm. It's not too... That isn't too, like, oh, look at this child be a virtuosic singer. Yeah. Um, perfect voice for it. Um, we gave her a song. It's very sweet. I, I just wrote um, child ballad. Child ballad, yeah. <laughs> and Karina blacked out. I literally minutes. tuned the whole thing out. The whole it's like basically where she like the Grinch is like oh, I don't really celebrate any like with anyone as Santa right. and she was like I I care about you Santa I I'd, I'd be your friend. Right. And this is where we get that like parallel with like the um the Britney S Pierce yes. Sue Sylvester scene that I I appreciated. Um because uh, Santa's going to go take the tree and fix a bulb. Yep. Um, Which is like, the, that's the line from every Grinch. That's yeah. That's always a classic line. But she sings this song about being his friend. And then I was like, and then he's like, oh, wait, the tree's better. And I was like, oh, it, did that child ballad fix him? And then I moved my mouse and there was still 20 minutes left. So I went, <laughs> guess not. <laughs> but here's the thing, though. There's 20 minutes left and I have like a total of 10 notes here. Same. I have like four things and one of them's just roller skates. Um, yes! <laughs> roller skates! So, Holy shit! So yes, so she sings this song about being his friend, and he's like, maybe I do care about people. And then she was Except like... no, I have to go and vandalize shit. And then she was like, oh, what, you, what was your nightmare about, Cindy Lou Who, that made you so scared? She's like, oh, I dreamed about that nasty fucker, the Grinch. And he was like, wait a minute, I hate you still. <laughs> that love I felt from your beautiful child ballad is being ripped Out away. The window. Because you're mean. Yeah. Go to bed. Fuck you. And then <laughs> then we sing, guess what? A reprise of You're a Mean One, Mr. Grinch. Where he, where he like, vandalizes homes with literally hashtag Grinch. Hashtag Grinch. Grinch. He said those words out loud. <sighs> and then there's... And then they had to have him do a, a cartwheel. Yeah, in his fat Grinch ass. Those two <laughs> weird clowns who we don't understand what they fit in, they come in on roller skates. And you're like... <laughs> 
Okay. I'm, ima- I'm imagining this is the part of the rehearsal process where things are either starting to get down to the deadline or, like, the children are just being too unruly. Maybe, like, on top of that, the adults are kind of like, what the fuck are we doing here? There's still no vaccines. Mm-hmm. On top of, like, we're completely isolated. We're going crazy. Yep. And their director's just like, fucking whatever. They want to be on roller skates. Send in the clowns. Literally send in the clowns. Um, Matt wants to do a cartwheel offstage. Fuck it. Yeah. Okay. Everything about this reprise with hashtag Grinch and the roller skates, I just went like, for what? Like, for what? For what? <laughs> for what? Why do we... Like, this was for what? He he does the Grinchy <laughs> things, he steals the rest of their shit, and he goes to take it back to his mountain home. Hashtag Grinch. Um, hashtag Grinch. Which, which, like, that fully comes from the fact that, like, I typed out the event invitation for us and it just did not autocorrect the grunge the grunge but yeah then we get to the next day um where i guess one of the one of the two parents says oh i slept like a mattress sure sure mom says that of course she does she's a queen yeah and then she and then she sings where are you christmas she starts off the number okay here's the thing uh-huh. This song is a perfectly good song. I like to sing it. It's funny because if you sing it like you're Cindy Lou Who and like you're a really sad little child, it's hilarious. Maybe yes. it annoys your husband and it's fun time for all. <laughs> but that song is written for the Grinch 2000. And the context of it there is that Cindy Lou Who, a child, is like disillusioned with the capitalism that is Christmas. Because... Her whole family because in town. Because Cindy Lou Who is woke. Yeah, her whole town is so focused on presents. And she's like, isn't Christmas about other things besides just presents? And they're like, no, exactly. Thank you, Ian. I saw the little Italian hand. So so she's like, maybe I I just don't get Christmas anymore because my family is so consumed by consumerism. So she sings this number called Where Are You Christmas? And it's about her growing up. Like, the lyrics, my world is changing. I'm rearranging. Does that mean Christmas changes too? It's literally about her growing up. From, like, a baby to a child and yeah. having a different understanding of the world and the holidays. It doesn't make sense for these two adults who just lost their Christmas presents. Like, yes, the one line, where are you Christmas, makes sense because their Christmas got sure. stolen. The rest of it does not make sense in this context. Their world is not nope. changing and it's not rearranging. They just got their shit stolen. Right. It's just pure vandalism, which, like, right. not, to, not to discount the, the literal home terrorism that is, like, having your shit, like, stolen and vandalized and all of that. It's just the wrong song to sing for that happening to you. The wrong song. Context, I think a more bad. appropriate song is that witch hunt chorus from Wicked. Yes! Which, by the way, the Grinch walked so Wicked could run. Oh, that's terrible. Fly, if you will. Terrible, but you're right, I guess. Yeah. Then, like, I had that note earlier, because I was like, something in here has, like, big alphabet mm-hmm, energy. Mm-hmm. Anyway. It's the green. It's the, it's the green. The fact that they're all like, yeah, check out that green motherfucker. Mm-hmm. We don't like him. Don't trust him. He's green. <laughs> um, that being said, congratulations to my friend Allie Trim, who just booked the Glinda standby. Yeah. Very happy for her. Anywho, so we get this song, um, and thank you for answering my question right here, which was, has this always been a Grinch song? Yes, it has. And then immediately we're like the who's come together to be like yeah you know what maybe we are a little too capitalistic maybe we should just come together as a community and like realize christmas can't be born bought in a store it does mean a little bit more and then instead of singing the actual who song that they sing canonically in every other grinch production they sing a reprise 
surprise of their opening number about who's liking Christmas. Yeah. The Grinch sees okay. this from his mountaintop, and so begins the very elongated process of him figuring out that he cares about people, I guess. Yeah, which they had to give to Boo Boo. Yep. In a song. Yep. Which, okay. Um, behold, his heart grows. He's resistant, but he gets there. Good for him. Yeah, great. This whole scene that we can sum up in literally two minutes, the, the Who's sing a song, it awakens the Grinch feeling as a person. He realizes he's not alone, not one of a kind. He says, maybe I'm a Who. This takes like 10 full minutes. It's so yeah. long. It's ten, it takes 10 whole full minutes, and right now we are only at, as we're recording, minus editing, the 54, almost 55-minute Yeah, marker. they dragged their ass out for another 20, like, 30 minutes almost. Um, right. It was at this point when I realized this show doesn't, it's not bad enough to, like, circle back around to be, like, entertaining bad, like a right. fully cursed viewing experience, like how Cats is. Like, Cats is so bad it circles around to be good, of course. Right, same with, apparently, Diana the Musical. Which I'm afraid to watch, but I believe. Like, right, it's so bad that you're just like, okay. This, because it's meant for children, it really just holds the line. Holds the line, it's right. just not very entertaining. And so then, like, and uh, then we get Max being like, Who's? Tell the viewers the rest. Enter two big-ass staircases that came out of nowhere. Literally. That I don't know where we're supposed to be. Like, is this the is this Stars Hollow Square or something? Sure. Like, I don't know. Like, just a big ass Christmas tree and two big ass staircases, and then we finally get like circling back to Boo Hoo. Mm -hmm. We get like the Grinch coming in with all these presents and stuff, and he goes to Boo Hoo. Here's a pitch pipe so you can sing on key. Great, rude, but great. The other two <laughs> children, they don't really get anything. Yeah. Well, to be uh, right, yeah. Still, justice for those two other kids that I can only imagine are either the two middle children or the two oldest children. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, Cindy Lou Who gets the red rocking horse. There was a small plot about her seeing this very expensive rocking horse in the store, and then her kind of demurring that she doesn't need it because Santa already knows what she wants. Then they'd buy it for her, and then the Grinch breaks it, and then he gives it back to her, not broken. And like, okay. Sa and Santa knowing what she wants essentially is for the Grinch to be nice, right? Like, I don't know, cause her parents bought it for her, so. Okay. But yeah, cause there's a whole bit where they're like, "Oh, we'll we'll find a way, we'll manage." Sure, consumerism rises. This also, yeah, this imply this implies that like the this Who family is like a working class, like blue collar. It's who weird, cause family Grinch sort of has a moral, I guess, in like the original storytelling. It's like. Not to misjudge people or to, like, maybe Christmas perhaps doesn't come from a store. This Grinch never really seems to settle down on what the moral is. Is it, like, yes. we don't need presents to have a good Christmas? Is it be kind to others? Is it, like... Right. Because, like, Cindy Lou Who never really shows the Grinch much compassion. She makes a sign for him with her siblings, and then she sings that nice song, but she thinks she's he's Santa when she sings it. Right. And then insults the Grinch to his face unknowingly and, like, sends him back into a spiral. So she's not really the moral heart. What's the... Where is the morality here? I didn't... I didn't really find it. I don't know where the morality is, but we do get the Grinch version of anticipation. Yeah. Which is him trying to say Merry... Yeah, he can't say it. Christmas. Then he has a line that just... Sent me laughing, doubled over, mm -hmm. 
because I know it's like not meant to be taken this way, but he says, I brought back the tinsel and sparklers and poppers and <laughs> folks. God bless the gay community for That's not... ruining that word for all of us, I guess, because I'm just imagining a world where he just took all of the poppers and all those in the sexual poor, sense. Poor LGBT who's are yeah <laughs> they can fuck again congratulations right. in conclusion give me a whoville hanukkah honestly i said it before i'll say it again i said it the second i saw this goddamn number performed on the thanksgiving day parade give me a whoville hanukkah no i i'm tired of grinch who stole christmas Give me a Hanukkah. Yeah. He, Give me a Kwanzaa. My last note is why did they make him so thick? Because they, he does make a joke about him, like, not getting a, a bigger butt at the end. And I was oh like. Oh, my God. Okay. And then it ended. And I was like, wow, I'm glad it's done. Here's some. Yeah. My most negative review I probably have is that, you know, it's bad when I was, like, kind of okay with my commercial breaks because it meant I could watch TikToks for a little bit. Yo. <laughs> Same. I was like, 100% oh, commercial break? Same. See what's going on on TikTok. That'll be better content. It was right. just boring. Or I was like, or like during my, during my commercial breaks, I was like, okay, I should like brush my teeth. Yeah. Okay. I should uh, change. Okay. I should, uh, should do anything yeah. but continue watching this. It was a, uh, right. I would call it a slog. That's the worst it part. That it wasn't even like cursed enough to be notable. Like, yeah. it's a miscast Matthew Morrison, but at least he can sing. It's not quite the Grinch who fucks, but it's not not the Grinch who fucks. Yeah. The music is bad. That's not this cast's fault. It was just written poorly. Like. Yeah. It's like, yeah, at the end of the day, like you said, I think it's just not remarkable. It is. And that's kind of like it's, the most damning thing about it. It's, it's very right, unremarkable. Which, like, such a bummer because there's clearly so much talent so here. Much. And like, it is such a wonderful thing, especially considering november like october september october november 2020 yeah where things are kind of in the clear things are starting to get like maybe on the upswing again but yeah but cases are back on the rise and this is right before vaccines kind of start hitting that like there is so much hope in this and so many people that have jobs out of Mm -hmm. this and for this to be the product is just a bummer and yeah it's like weird to hold those two things like simultaneously um Shout out to the review that the AV Club did of this that said that Matthew mm. Morrison's uh, performance mostly looked like they left Will Schuster alone in the choir room for too long. <laughs> A plus. Holy shit. AV Club. Because, like, yeah. Never have I ever heard such an on-point critique. It's just, why this was made, we'll never know. I wish I still didn't have the Who's Like Christmas song stuck in my head, but it, it is. It's there. It's trapped. And yeah. you know what I'm most grateful for? I'm glad I didn't pay real American money to watch this. Yup. Yeah. Sorry about it, but... I didn't pay any money. And for that, Merry Christmas one and all. <laughs> Merry... God bless us, everyone. Um, do you have a favorite Grinch-like story? Grinch, um, um retelling? Viewing experience? Honestly, I don't think so, because I... Again, Jewish, right, but, like, yeah. of all of the holiday things that have come into my purview, the Grinch has never really been a remarkable one for me. Yeah. Like, I am a huge fan of Polar Express. 
another um, terrifying animation another very divisive christmas movie yeah it is one that i would truly love to see some sort of live adaptation of. i would actually also like that i think it would be it's a I good think, story yeah you could do that correctly and you could do that really well mm-hmm. um if you do it correctly and really well right um and um I don't know why the next one that came into mind was, yeah, I love Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone. But, like, um, that's a movie with Christmas vibes. Like, that's why Freeform Christmas energy. used to show it all the time. Yeah. Um, and it's, like, I do, like, like, I do like the holiday spirit. Like, I'm just bad at consuming, like, Christmas content. Yeah. And I don't know if that's nature or nurture or whatever, but, um, yeah, short story long. I'm not a, like, I not just a Grinch really head? don't have, not a Grinch head. What about you? Um, well, if you're talking just general Christmas movies, the best Christmas movie is Muffet's Christmas Carol. Um... Michael Caine. Which I should revisit. Michael Caine plays it a thousand percent straight against all these Muppets. Um, and it has a really good song by Kermit called One More Sleep Till Christmas. Yes. Uh, iconic. I tried to watch <laughs> I tried to watch it last year. I literally like acquired access to a Disney Plus account specifically to watch it, but I was home alone and I get to the scene where Michael Caine as Scrooge is just, like, sitting alone on front of his fireplace on Christmas Eve, and I literally started to cry, and I was like... Because it was, like, Christmas of 2020. We're not, like, seeing anyone. Yeah. So I was like, oh, can't do this! Can't do this! So I stopped oh, it man. and went and did, like, literally anything else, because I was like, this is too real. Yeah, I get that. But Holy shit. in terms of Grinch, um, I really have to credit the fact that I've been friends with Sarah for, like, 11 years, because... Sarah Bolton's love of the Jim Carrey Grinch is contagious, and it does have some truly iconic lines. Um, the one that I was made myself laugh, they, they bring the Grinch down to be the holiday cheermeister, obviously, mm-hmm. and he has to judge the pudding eating contest, and this old man comes up to him and is like, this is not pudding, and then Jim Carrey goes, well, what is it? <laughs> and like, oh it's God. just dumb and chaotic. And oh my, I love that. Like, it's got some oh really God. good, like, shit in it. There's a reason a lot of, like, Grinch, Jim Carrey Grinch noises are also trending on TikTok right now. And it's yes. because it might be bad, but it's iconic. Also, fun fact, the actor who plays Hodgins on Bones is in, the is in that movie. He's one of the brothers, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, which, respect. I love it. It always comes back to Bones. <laughs> it does. Well, um... I'm not even going to talk about any of the music we heard today because it was not. We already talked about yeah. all of it, and there's nothing further to do. I feel like the answer to a normal question is just pass. Yeah, I'll go download another I'll, version of "You're a Mean One, Mr. Grinch." Perhaps I'll just go back and download a song that I like if that I couldn't choose in one of the previous episodes of Glee. Right, take that with that dollar twenty nine. Right, this this production of the Grinch will get none of my money. Sorry, Matthew Morrison. Right. Well. Um, well, to you, dear listeners, happy holidays. Thank you for... Happy holidays. Um, because what, our first episode of this, of Glee Aggressive, came out in January of 2020. So, thank you for sticking... 2021. Yeah, that's right. I know what time is. It literally... <laughs> right. <laughs> it's like, we released our first episode right around the presidential, uh, like... The day of the inauguration. Yeah. So, I was like, oh, good timing us. Um. Yeah. So thank you for sticking with us for a full calendar year. Um, and to the newer listeners, because it, there has been a notable uptick in our downloadership. Yeah. Um, we are so happy to have you. And to everyone who's been, like, engaging with our content, like, we are just so excited 
to be ta like talking to you and um, to have you along for the ride. Um, so thank you so much. And yeah, we love you guys. This is will be our last episode of 2021. Um, yes. We'll be back in the new year. We're going to take like what, like a week, maybe two? I don't know. We didn't. A I didn't couple look at weeks. The, I didn't look at the calendar. Um, right. Off for the holidays yes. and to get our acts together. And I'm yes. sorry that this is what we are leaving you with, this this content that turned out to be trash. Um I'm not I'm not sorry though because I had a good time discussing it yes, with you. And that was always the I plan. enjoyed discussing we it. We watched it so you didn't have to. Um Yes. So yeah. Uh, Ian does this Christmas episode does this Christmas special make you want to watch any other Christmas content? You know, sure. Like, I'm behind on my Christmas content. It was a busy holiday season for me. Like, yeah. and I have, I still have the rest of the day. Maybe I'll find some Christmas content to watch. Well, happy. What about you? Yeah, I, I gotta, I gotta watch. I gotta cleanse that palette. I gotta watch something else. Yeah, you're right. Um. Well, happy Jewish Christmas to you, Ian. Happy, um, happy multicultural Christmas to you, Karina. And to... um, where can people find you if they want to on the social media? You can find me on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok, all under Epic Adventure of. Uh, come say hello. We'd love to have you. Um, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at ibroski ibrods on TikTok. Um, and um, if you want to come, if you're in New York on January 9th and you're vaccinated, mm -hmm. um, bonus points if you're boosted. Um, you can see me perform live with my band at Rockwood Music Hall Stage Three. Um, very excited um and uh yeah um either way we'll see you in the new year yes and you can find the show um at glee aggressive at twitter and instagram and longform at glee aggressive at gmail.com send us your hopes for the new year and what yes. what you'd like to see matthew morrison in next if he's going to continue yeah. pursuing theater <laughs> Keep trying, bud. I think that's a reasonable way to end with your applause to Matthew Morrison. <laughs>